Welcome to Tackless Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tackless Radio, and it is I, Be Bad. Now, I just want to say that I apologize. I've been away for so long that it's probably very weird hearing my voice come through your speakers again, but guess what, bitch? I'm back, and I'm not going nowhere. (laughs) Because I am slowly transitioning back into getting my podcast together, my business together, work together, life together. Because I'm in such a space of transition, I want to extend grace to myself. So I did not overly curate this episode. I'm coming back in with a full episode of Shit I Saw. I've been away for a while. I've seen a lot of things. I've done a lot of things. I've shaken my ass and gotten drunk a couple times. I've had an amazing Chi Town summer. Also, who's been in Chicago for the past fucking month is my baby sister, Sydney. Hello. Hello. It is I. <laughs> Sid. Sid, let them know where they can find you on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. What you doing? Hello, so you can find me on Instagram at Sid, that'll be S-Y-D-D, the Sage. For uh, Twitter, that would be Sido, S-Y-D-D-O-E-E. Lastly, for TikTok, that will be Sydney, period, Nicole, S-Y-D-N-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E. We will include the handles in the bottom if you missed any of that, or if it was absolutely confusing to you. So we're just going to do an entire episode of Should I Saw because there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. I just feel like, and me and my sisters have been saying this for a minute, that the the earth is like, you don't want to get in balance? Fine, bitch. Well, we're going to get you in balance. And the veil has been lifting. Truth has just been on the forefront of every conversation. Secrets can't be secrets anymore. People are getting exposed. Billionaires are going to the depths of the ocean and fucking dying because they're stupid. So we're just going to talk about it all because I think that this is a space where we can talk about it all. And because my uterus is fighting itself right now, because my uterus is chewing itself right now, I feel like being very tactless and my baby sister who is an Aries is one of the most tactless people that I know so why not we do this together why not I have signs that's what we're here for I know a Sag and an Aries going through 10 topics of stupidity we'll see how it goes all right buckle up all right bitches first topic the lost submersive Titan by the company Ocean Gate has now on Tuesday, because it went to the depths of trying to locate the Titanic on Sunday, it is now confirmed that they cannot 
find them niggas. We don't know where they're at. Apparently, there were five people who went down. There was a billionaire who funded the whole operation, the CEO of Ocean Gate, a billionaire and his son, and apparently a French Navy or French naval officer who was supposed to help them navigate the terrain. They basically went down because this billionaire from the Middle East and his 19-year-old son paid $250,000 to go down to see the Titanic. That's just like, you know, a little way to waste the money. When I read this shit, I absolutely chuckled because I was like, if I had a billion dollars, you wouldn't catch me doing stupid shit like this. Absolutely not. I would use my money for anything else other than playing with the ocean, especially <laughs> in these times. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's definitely sad that, you know, it's not looking too hot for them. Right. Like you said, they haven't been located. It's now Tuesday and they actually reported that they're losing oxygen. So, I mean, hey. Yeah. They had an expert come in and say there were only three possibilities that there were only three possibilities and none of them amounted to them coming back home alive. The first one was that they just imploded. So instead yeah. of it... Exactly. So <laughs> like the moment they went down, they crushed like a beer can because of the pressure of the ocean. So like right. they they didn't even they didn't even have a shot in hell. But when I found out that they were navigating that bitch with a PlayStation controller and they put it together with shit from Camping World, of course, it probably crushed like a beer can when it got to like a thousand feet under sea level. And they had and they had to go 12. So that was the first one. It probably just crushed. They couldn't even make it down there. Second, mm -hmm. they probably got down there and got stuck in the wreckage of the Titanic. Like they were able to get all the way down there, but they weren't able to get themselves right. back up. Because and as long as it's taking to go down, it is to go right back up. Probably exactly. out of oxygen by then. So, so they had like 96 hours of like oxygen and it's been That's like it? 90 hours at this point. Oh, wow. it, it is it's coming up to the end and then the third one was that they basically were able to hit the ocean floor but they just don't have the equipment to get back up and mm -hmm. a lot of people were like if you think about it the first option where basically you just get crushed and you just lose oxygen and just pass out and just go is actually the best solution in all of these things because imagine, and this is like my biggest fucking fear. Imagine being in this tight space, which is not bigger than a minivan, and pitch black darkness at the depth of the small. ocean. It was no bigger than a minivan. Five niggas in a minivan. I'm already kind of claustrophobic. And you go into the depths of the ocean to go look at a to look at a gravesite, essentially. That's what the fuck the Titanic is. is a gravesite of rich niggas. And now it's about to be a gravesite of more rich niggas. And well, good thing no niggas were allowed on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Evil, right. A moment in white history. That's what we should call the Titanic, is a moment in white history. <laughs> Literally. But it's, it's just like, or number four, they end up in a totally different dimension. I, for me personally, Maybe. I look at the ocean like space. Basically. You can't locate the bottom. Some people get into the uh, Bermuda Triangle, disappear, no trace, no nothing. Knocks out signals, things of that nature. 
So if you go playing with the water, and a lot of people have been disappearing in the water for a while now, like more rap- rapidly, who knows? The possibilities are really endless. And what's crazy is that they were about, I think they said they were about 1,200 kilometers off of the coast of Newfoundland in Canada. So they're in the Atlantic Ocean. And to your point, when it comes to the ocean, I don't like playing around with water, especially the depths of the ocean and water at night. Those are what my nightmares are made of. At the end of the day, I hope that they're able to locate the submersible Titan. I am hoping that there are five souls that are returned. It's just looking real bleak right now because some rich people wanted to do extra stuff with their money. So Yeah, that'll do it. All right. Topic dos. Sukiana versus the Home Depot girl. I just want to ask mm-hmm. I just want to add some clarity here. It is not that Sukiana, the rapper, and Home Depot girl, who is a beautiful woman who works at Home Depot, who took a photo of herself saying like, oh, me at my regular old job. And then she went viral on Twitter. I am not saying that those two individuals are going against one another. What I am saying is that this is a very interesting time for us to see kind of like a case study, how respectability politics doesn't mean anything, how you can be a very conservative woman, or you can put your sexuality on display for your, for your own creativity and niggas will still treat you like a piece of meat. So let's get into it. I want to kind of break down Sukiana first. Are right. you? F- it, it's, it's levels to it. It's just because it's levels. Are you familiar with the Home Depot situation? Yeah, I am. I am. Okay, because that that started on like Twitter, if right. I recall. Yeah, it's, and it just blew up, and it just completely blew up. So I want to start with the Sukiana situation. So Sukiana is a rapper from Miami. She's Suki with the good coochie. She is very much so about expressing her sexuality and her lyrics and her music and how she conveys her artistry through her clothing. She has an OnlyFans. She has a husband. She's a mother of three kids. She is very open, very entertaining, I will say. She's now been going on a couple interviews where because she is very open sexually in her artistry, People think that that is permission to be absolutely despicable with her in person. She had one particular man speak to her all kind of crazy on a podcast about like, I eat your booty and I suck your toes. And she's like, sir, I literally just walked into this room. Can you calm the fuck down? And then apparently recently on a panel, YK Osiris mouthed her down after she expressed how uncomfortable she was and basically the rhetoric and all the fucking think pieces as well is she didn't want to be sexually assaulted. She shouldn't talk about sex. And People that's really very... telling themselves. We listen to talking right? to I'm like, look, predators. they are all art. Like, look here, you little R. Kelly's in training. Her artistry being expressed in the way that it's being expressed is not an invitation for you to do shit. It just isn't. It's absolutely unfortunate because I saw some things where it states that she's even that type of woman because she said it feeds her children. And I actually listened to a couple of her interviews. She's very conscious, very in tune, very like level-headed, even though she portrayed herself as a certain way. And since she do that to take care of her family, it's not about you niggas. 
It's not. She married. She got her cheering. So with that being the case, it's just like, it's just, like you said, a case study where we have a society where it's a lot of people who think like that and they don't think it's a problem. Yes. That is sick. That is just sick. That is the definition of the rape culture that we live in. And that's what rape culture is, that being able to think that it's okay to do whatever you want to do to Sukiyana because of how she presents is rape culture. I saw two guys ask in like a forum, well, why would OK Cyrus feel that comfortable disrespecting her and assaulting her on such a national platform like that? And the answer is rape culture, because we have normalized it as people that what happens to women is women's fault. Now, let's go ahead and very much so do a real quick 180 to the Home Depot girl. Because if we listen to you niggas, that woman who was light-skinned with the hair texture that all of you motherfuckers love, with the features that all you motherfuckers love, who is a simple woman, very much leaning on the Pygmisha side because she said a lot of disparaging things about sex workers, but I won't get into that. She is a woman who doesn't have her ass all out. And she had on like a sweater, a fucking turtleneck in one of her photos. So she wasn't showing anything. She had on a hoodie. She's very modest. She does not talk about sex. She is basically, she is basically the antithesis of Sukiyana. She is the complete opposite of Sukiyana. And what did you niggas do? You doxed her. You found out where she worked. You stalked her, you harassed her, you got her fired from her job, and now she's trying to spin this in a positive way to become a content creator. She's very much so a Christian woman as well. She was talking about, you know, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers, you know, that bullshit, bullshit. She's very much so a Christian lady. And y'all still disrespected her. Y'all still were absolutely like she wanted to be a pick me. She, I'm like, she didn't ask for none of this. She, she did it. Posting a regular, she posted regular. a regular photo that okay. y'all niggas sexualized because the moments, the moment she, she was fully clothed, she's fully clothed. Apron. She is fully clothed in a Home Depot apron, and you niggas took that photo and retweeted it like, damn. She could have made a lot of money on OnlyFans, but she decided to go the decent route. A men see a pretty woman and immediately think to themselves, damn, she could run pockets. Why doesn't she? Like every single pretty woman you see is on OnlyFans. Like every single fucking pretty woman you see has got to be some Instagram models. I need you niggas to go outside and touch grass. Because these type of women exist everywhere. There's bad bitches working warehouse jobs day in and day out. I know so many bad bitches who are nurses. I know so many bad bitches who are teachers, who are post, who work at the post office. You niggas need to get outside of your fucking phones and just ultimately looking at models and please go outside and inhale fresh air, my nigga, because that was the wildest thing to me that they thought that pretty women only exist in their phone and on OnlyFans. That's why I told my friend the other day that I'm just going to live my life and carry my gun with me because it doesn't matter if you're Sukiyana and it don't matter if you're the Home Depot girl. Niggas are niggas. And we live in a patriarchy where as long as you're a woman, they're going to feel entitled to your body. They're going to feel entitled to your energy, to your attention, to your space. And when you reject them, they literally become the most vile thing on this planet. It's the entitlement that really baffles me 
and that this been going on for as long as it's been going on for. And here, once again, in history, we're being shown time and time again how these type of men, it's not all, but how these type of men operate. And they're just overly sexualized everything. And that shows you got issues. Yes. Really. But you project it and say the woman is, it's always our farm, right? You don't ever play a part. Like, are we assaulting ourselves or is it you all at a high rate? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And speaking. And speaking of accountability. Dr. Umar has gotten you niggas panties in a bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The boys. Cindy, did you see this shit? Yes. So what had happened was it was three men and Dr. Umar. They were speaking on how it, how women are dating certain type of men. But his point was essentially it wouldn't be these type of men if it wasn't for you all raising the men. We got too many like Ray Ray's and Pookies out here where we can have like kings and queens. But it, it was just something about the fact that if you're going to be a man, he was basically saying community. You guys are like individualistic. Yes. If you see a family, like personally with our father figure, he was a dad to many. He was. And still And still is. And, you know, so with that being the case, if you're going to really make yourself out to be somebody, don't talk about it, be about it. And those three men on that couch, like most men do with a podcast, they used to just run in their mouth and people like giving in to like that type of way of thinking. He was actually challenging their perspective and they didn't know how to take it. So it was very interesting to see. And he even actually spoke on Sukiyana and said that she, what had happened was she wanted to have an episode or interview with him. She wants to actually sit down and speak with him. And they had brought it to his attention on an interview. And he was saying that he's not opposed to it at all. He thinks she's a beautiful black queen. You know, what she does, that's what she does. He's not going to speak on that because that's everybody is entitled to move how they move. But if she want to have a conversation, he's looking forward to having a, conversa- a conversation about not being like raunchy and turning into like righteousness. Because he said he could tell she's a very well-educated woman. Correct. Correct. So those men in that podcast, they couldn't take a grown man that actually um, walked the walk and talked the talk. Black men, instead of holding themselves accountable just want to get on the attack. Very similar to when that therapist told Black men to get therapy, they went on the attack. The same way that that psychologist published an article about why men, why single lonely men are existing and what they can do to better themselves, they went on the attack. Now Dr. Umar is giving you actionable tactics on how to better the community and asking for you to step into the position of leader, the position y'all keep saying Black women won't let you be in, he is saying, please step into the position of leader. These are the things we need you all to do. Y'all mm-hmm. bail out every fucking time and go it never fails. attack. It Honestly, that particular segment touched me because one of the things that I put in my post to Homer Homer is our father. We call our dad Homer, like Homer Simpson is one of his favorite cartoons. We grew up sneaking to watch that cartoon when we weren't. We didn't have to sneak. He let us watch it. He let us. We had to sneak from mom, right? It'll be, yeah, school nights. And he'll be like, I see you on the steps. Come down. We like all right. Basically, like we grew up watching The Simpsons with him. So we call him Homer. And, you know, we call my mom Marge. I was the oldest smart kid. So I was 
Lisa, mm-hmm. it, Brianna, and Sid, Brianna and Steven would go back and forth between who was Bart and Sydney was always Maggie. And so, right. He was such a middle child. The, yeah. the both of them, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Homer, the reason why this touched me so much is because Homer is that collective father figure that steps into positions that, yes, he did not create. He is not at fault, but he is a part of the solution. So when they kept saying, like, I'm supposed to raise some other man's kid or I didn't do that to that woman. Because she chose to have another child by somebody uh, else. Like, do you hear what you're saying out your mouth or really out your ass? Exactly. Like, I worked hard, so I should get... And this is what I want a lot of Black men to understand, that because of the way that we as Black people are socialized, are oppressed in this country, because they are locking Black men up at a high fucking rate, because job employment for Black people is so shitty... There are going to be spaces that you're going to have to step in on the behalf of somebody else. So what if it wasn't, quote unquote, women making these, quote unquote, poor decisions? What if it was simply the fact that so many black men are incarcerated on bogus charges or trumped up charges or they're just sweeping neighborhoods and taking all the black men away? And, And you're the and you're the only black man that's left. Are you then going to say, well, fuck all those kids? Are you going to step up to the plate? Are you going to step in and assist the community where there's a need? That's the part that was confusing the fuck out of me. That when Dr. Umar was like, that's one of the solutions we need y'all to do. They were like, nah, fuck it. That ain't my fault. That's not my problem. And, they and no one's saying it is. Are so masculine. So okay. with that being said, it's just, we live in a society where it's so backwards. The women are more masculine. The men are more feminine. And nobody's talking about solutions. like. On both ends, spectrum, we, everybody needs to do the work. Nobody should be comfortable. It's too much going on with our people. And we have these podcasts and spaces where people actually have the, the chance to, like, have viewers and actually, like, spread some light. And that's how you choose to do it. And when you have somebody that's a literal light and actually education and, and backgrounds and degrees that he have come on your show and you're still, like, fighting, it's you're the problem, yes. literally. You know, we have our things, but at the end of the day, like in that moment, it's just, I was baffled because it's like, wow, I need to find the full video because that little snippet alone, it was very telling of a lot of men out here. It was. And I don't want to be one of those podcasts that adds to the discourse, but not to the solution. I will say from my experience, and I have a lot of experience in this space because just about every person in my family is this way. One of the first things that we can do in our community to help it is to reach back. And one of the things that I love about my family is that we've always given back to the community in one way or another. My mom and dad have non-for-profits. I have worked at non-for-profits. My sisters go back to their high school. My brother starts programs. I've been a program manager for kids. We are in the parks. We are always finding a way to reach back so that we can be a positive influence to the younger generation. That is a real testimony to the family that I come from because every single one of us in our family of six has in one way or another reached back to the youth. And that is a solution that I want to extend to anyone else who wants to do something, but they don't know where to start. Reach back, go back to your community, grab a kid, grab a child, grab a family, help out. With that... Beautifully said. Thank you. 
as we're talking about reaching back and helping out, um, let's talk about a couple who does everything 50-50. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Hon- much has happened. <laughs> I was still on my podcast break when Gabrielle Union went on an interview and she discussed a multitude of things. But one of the things that got the internet roaring was that we all were then made aware that her and her multi-million dollar husband are splitting bills in the house. And everybody was like, Gabby, what the fuck? And everybody was like, mm, you know what? I would have been better off not knowing that information. I had some thoughts, some but I was- Some things are left unsaid. Right. <laughs> I, I, I had thoughts, but I was like, I'm not contributing to the conversation. Because at that point, I was like, it is what it is. It's her life. And, and, to, and honestly, to tell you the truth, if you know just kind of like how wealth operates, it probably is better for them to be splitting shit. Yeah. In the long run, but what do you? But what did you think about first seeing Gabby's interview about like splitting fifty fifty? I was like, uh, well, initially, like everyone else, I was surprised because of the fact that his net worth compared to hers. But at the end of the day, like firstly for me, I wouldn't even tell nobody that it's none of y'all damn business, and we see why it's nobody's business because it's blown up the way it did. But that's supposed to be the celebrity. I just felt like that's for them. I know that everybody's entitled to like how they do things, but they have kids. He got businesses. She got businesses. So you probably tie all that together. It probably could have like clash. Who knows? But they got it. That's the thing. They absolutely have it. Let me see. I'm trying to find. Because essentially they're both still rich. (laughs) I I stand corrected. Uh, Dwayne Wade's net worth is $175 million. And Gabri Gabby, okay. And Gabrielle Union is worth forty million. Like I thought, I agree. See, like at the end of the day, that's y'all business. But now, and here's the reason why I am making a comment is because recently, Dwayne Wade had a response to Gabrielle Union's fifty-fifty comment. So he recently went on Shannon Sharp's podcast and Uncle Shannon brought it up and Dwayne Wade was like, you know what? I have something to say about the situation. Dwayne Wade basically said there was a time when him and Gabrielle were having a conversation when he played for the Heat in Miami and he said something to the effect of this my house or I bought this house or this is my house. And she looked at him and was like, that will be the last time you will ever be able to say that shit to me. So when they moved to L.A., (laughs) right? I was kind of like, baby. Yeah, I don't don't like, I don't even play them games. I don't blame her. She basically said, that's the last time you're going to be able to say that to me about something that we share. It was very much so a, 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 a me, 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 my, my, my. But I'm like, if you're a husband, it's supposed to always be ours. I was actually kind of shocked that he would say that to her considering they are married and they share a residence. But I will get to the reason why I was shocked later. So then he says that when they moved to LA, she put half on the house and that's how they move. He says that, yes, she was correct in what she said, that she takes care of her entire family the way that he takes care of his entire family, 100%. And then when they come together, they take care of things with their kids that they share together, 50%. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's how y'all want to operate. That's how y'all operate. That 
that's how y'all live your life. That's how y'all live your life. I think my, my critique comes in because imagine if dad said something like this, my house, it wouldn't be a house standing the next day because absolutely not because one thing that I think has been a beautiful example of partnership between our parents is that my dad has never made my mom feel like because she couldn't financially contribute to something it wasn't hers as well and these are two rich ass niggas and he's talking about my 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 as if even at that time she couldn't buy her own shit so it's less about who could financially contribute and more about the control of it all Mm -hmm. that really was kind of like whoa that didn't that didn't sit right in my spirit when he told his side and I was like we really didn't need to know all of this information it it, it made it worse right like women make a house a home so you know let's not forget about the cheering he was like yeah, when we bought the house in, in L.A., we could get an even bigger house because now, you know, it's not just my income. It's both our income. So the house I was going to buy, we can even buy a nicer house because she's coming in with it, too. And I'm like, that's right, cool. That's smart. Yeah. Right. But the part that made me go was that he did say she's a mother, but she's also a working actress. So there's a lot of times that she's on the road and she's away from the home. So she contributes in different type of ways. It's not just like all the bills are 50-50. I might get this and you might get that. And I might have, you know, I might get the yacht and you might get the refreshments and the and the, and the treats and like all the exclusionary things around it. Like they split it up in a different type of way. It's not the 50-50 in the way that I guess everybody said it was supposed to or made it out to be because we don't know these people, <laughs> right? At the end of the day, we you. do Let's not know not these forget, people. guys. We don't know none of these people. We don't know these people. I'm just going off of what this man said out of his own mouth. But the other thing that he said that made me go, was that he said he he was like my he's like because she is a working actress and she's away from the home she's stacking her money and she's building her money and she's building her wealth while we're spending mine and he was like and I don't think that's fair and I feel like we need to do something different because she's out there building her wealth and can just kind of do the add-ons while we're spending mine and I was like are y'all married or not? Like you just seem to you be know, really counting pennies, sir. It feels like you counting, control. like you counting pennies. It, it. I, I was, I was, I am going off of what that man said on his mouth. The way I'm going off of what Gabby said out of her mouth, and that's where I've just kind of like, I see why she feels very insecure mm-hmm. about money in her relationship, which is what she spoke about. I believe in her book and what she spoke about on a previous podcast is that she's very insecure about money because she just feels like the other shoe may drop and like she got 40 million a day and she'll have nothing tomorrow and she has to keep working. And I'm like, if your man is worth $175 million, why are you still worried about money? Mm, Why is he making... Why is he making you feel insecure about money? Especially because he pulled that it's my house shit. Like they both not millionaires. All in all, those are some rich motherfuckers and they have rich people problems that got nothing to do with me. I just thought it was interesting in the way that he has expressed himself to her um, because it was just giving a tinge of controlling. Let's get into topic number five. 
YNW Melly is on trial for double murder. And recently, a judge denied his defense motion for a mistrial, I believe because a juror was hospitalized. Um, the reason why this is a very interesting case is because this is the guy that sang that song about murder on my mind. And he also has a song called Mixed Personalities and Suicidal. Uh, YNW Melly, mm -hmm. YNW Melly is known as Jamel Maurice Demons. Uh, his birthday What's your is last name. Who telling? Um, <laughs> he, he's 24 from Gifford, Florida. Yes, looks like a very troubled young man. But at this point, because I think he's being tried in Florida for double murder, if he gets convicted, I believe he is getting the capital punishment, which is death <laughs> so Jeez. and he's only 24 and i believe his defense is talking about mental health i believe his defense is taking the approach of he is he suffers from psychosis he suffers from multiple personalities this particular individual says that like Melly is sweet and happy and upbeat, but Melvin is a killer and Melvin is his alter ego. And Melvin did those double murders. Melly would never. And I'm like, this is a very, very sad case going on that I was like, wow. Oh, never mind. That's if he if he's not found guilty, he would be the second rapper behind Boosie in the last 50 years to beat the death penalty. That's only if he's not. So that doesn't really apply because that's still underway. Okay, if Y if YNW Melly is not found guilty, he will be the first he will be the second rapper behind Boosie in the last 50 years to beat the death penalty. Now here's the crazy Boosie did just get locked up. I don't know for what exactly, but Boosie also got out of jail and now you're telling me he's back in jail? You didn't hear that? I, I really just forgot about it until I read that um, you know, things are happening every day. Uh, Boosie has been granted a bond for his federal weapon case and will be home soon. So that's what oh got him in jail. Oh my god! This is yeah. that that is what always fucking gets on my nerves with people who have been incarcerated and then get out. You still doing stupid shit. That's why recidivism is so high. And for those who don't know what recidivism is, it's basically a term that says when you are incarcerated, what's the percentage of you returning back to the pokey? Because you don't want to act right. Right. So, okay. Well, that's a very interesting fact. Um, but the way that the court case is set up and the way that rappers love to use their personal experience and their rap lyrics, and then when they use those same rap lyrics as evidence in a case, y'all be upset so it doesn't look like he's going to did they not learn anything from the boondocks they literally had an episode about that baby you're incriminating yourself literally i don't think he's going to be able to get off because the way that this man has put everything in his songs and they are using his lyrics it's like it's dry yep. snitch it's dry snitching at its best and it's in Florida, so we already know how this can go. Baby, and he a black man, they're trying to make sure that he never smells fresh air ever again. 
Yeah, but you know, George Zimmerman is still walking free, but that's another story. That's what I always want to tell black men. It's like, if y'all really got an itch to kill, George Zimmerman is still alive. You all <laughs> miss your opportunity every fucking chance. Don't make no sense. Exactly. That's the part that be fucking blowing me. YNW Melly is a example of why so many of the men that Dr. Umar was trying to call to the table for accountability need to be present because I don't know where the hell this young man got on the wrong path, but something happened and clearly there wasn't any guidance. And maybe if he had some guidance from a male figure, we wouldn't be here. We would have, he wouldn't be here and we wouldn't have to talk about it. Right. He wouldn't be in the position that he is in. Also, I want to give a shout out to doubled up on TikTok because her comment is going to bring this topic and the topic of Sukiyana all together. Men should look at it like this. If you don't want the government to use your rap lyrics as evidence, then don't use how women rap as permission to touch. I just wanted to make sure that I definitely got that one out there for the shit I saw. Because when I saw her comment, I was screaming because bravo, madame. Bravo. You mean like those little effects? You hear like a boom effect? Yes. I'm going to be like, you know what? Yeah, it's a little bravo, madame. Bravo. Cheers, snaps, and collapse. Because that is the best way to look at this entire situation between what happened to Sukiyana and what the fuck is going on with like Young Thug and YNW Melly. Like you all Mm -hmm. have to understand the hypocrisy and what you say and how you treat women and the double standards that we blindly can see except you motherfuckers. So I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that the YNW Melly situation was just absolutely sad. And as we talk about sad and very misfortunate situations russell simmons unfortunate. and on father's day too did you see what happened i didn't see it in the heat of the moment but yeah i'm gonna give everybody a little bit of a breakdown while i give you an opportunity to like look it up real quick mm-hmm so basically, Ming Lee, Kamor Lee Simmons' youngest daughter, put a photo of her and her mom up on Instagram saying, Happy Father's Day and tagging her mom, which is what Black men hate that Black women do specifically on Father's Day. They actually all of the Black population be telling like, the moms don't be doing this stupid shit give one day to the men which you know fathers who are actually being fathers do deserve their day um but the mothers who are also playing the father's role i understand if the child wants to give you your credit on that day as well i mean if you was doing double duty you get double holidays that is for your child to decide which ming lee decided that she was gonna tell her mother happy father's day and everybody is like what 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 right the great Russell Simmons is not who you put on your Instagram to, to, to wish happy Father's Day. Not the love and light nigga. Not the yogi nigga. What is going on? So Kamora yeah. 
So Kamora Lee Simmons decided to jump on her live and to clear the air a little bit. She said that her and her ex-husband have financially been supporting Russell. He is absolutely broke. He cut their daughters off. He has not been contributing. He, as of a couple months ago, was contributing um, to their college fund, like a couple hundred dollars here and there every month. It really wasn't anything substantial. He was only contributing a hundred dollars ever so ever so often a month. He completely cut the girls off from that. Was like, get the money from your mama. She the reason why I'm broke. She the reason why we can't be together anymore. All that narcissistic, bitter Betty. If your mama would take me back today, I would go running. Type of hatred that that man has, and 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 was taking it out on his daughters. We're kind of starting to see the wool being pulled back, the veil being removed on what so many people in the Black community consider to be an upstanding Black figure, Black mogul, like started the term Black mogul when he was such a businessman to aspire to be like. So now we are hearing from the daughters because then Aoki, the oldest, gets on her live and then shows text messages and videos of Russell being irate and yelling at her and cursing at her and dismissing her and harassing her and her sister. Apparently, he has sent people to the youngest daughter's house to try and make her sign over her inheritance. They had He has financially cut them off and then gave them money and then financially cut them off again. He also left had somebody stranded in another country, right? Left told one of the daughters he was going to pay for a trip. And then when she got there, he completely cut her off. So he left her stranded. He has harassed their friends, harassed their boyfriends, trying to get to them because they have blocked him to try to keep their peace and to put in a boundary and told him just to leave us alone. And he has been just a complete tyrant to them and we as the public would would have never known but apparently he also threatens them like well if you tell anyone they won't believe you because i'm russell simmons and he threatens them with the fact that they try to be the bigger people in the situation they said that for they've been going on this been going on for like 20 something years yeah like this has been going on for like 15 20 years like this this has been some crazy stuff that they've been living their entire lives and they're more so on the side of like trying to keep the peace and not saying anything and hoping he gets help trying but- to protect the person that's harming you i'm glad that they finally let it all out because you yeah. want to know something i believe it simply of the fact that you told me earlier that they actually started dating when she was a sophomore in high school 15 oh my years God. old that's why i believe every fucking thing and they got receipts so i mean hey non-believers take a read but if that was the case and when she was a sophomore in high school 15 years old i don't even know how old he was by 35 i'll just i'm looking at this picture like i've, I've seen right that no. nigga got a, he got a receding hairline in that photo with her she's like 16 17 in that photo and that nigga like 35 with a receding hairline why the fuck are you dating a 15 year old yeah and you're running Def Jam, but everybody like, oh, you're running Def Jam. So we're going to just sweep underneath the carpet, even though you're a fucking pedophile. Come on now. Black people, we have to do a better job about calling out the predatory niggas in our community, despite yeah. the fact, despite the fact that they are famous and successful. I understand that Russell Simmons is a very prominent figure in the black community because of him being a businessman and what he has started and the fact that he is a pioneer on his own. That does not absolve him 
from raping multiple women over the span of 20 something years and he gets to walk away from this shit because now his crimes are catching up to him that's why he had to liquidate his businesses he had to move ownership of his businesses or they were going to fail because the courts are coming after him and then that motherfucker flew off to bali to hide like a bitch ass nigga from his crimes come back to america and face your crimes take accountability this would be an amazing time for black men to tell that black man to take his ass back to America so he can face the music and take accountability. That's the word for the week. Accountability at this point. No, seriously. This situation makes me think about Aaliyah if she lived long enough to be Kamora Lee's age. Another, the same ordeal. Girl. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that Beyonce ended up marrying her predator, we'd have, we would uh. hear a... <laughs> We would hear a lot more stories. People don't want to, they don't ever want to hear it because Beyonce, but I mean, let's keep it a stack. They were all underage, all three women, same situation, different men. These women are, there's a lot of- They were failed at an early age and it's very sad and sickening that they did it just so they could get the money off the backs of their predators. These women were failed and they were left to navigate a vicious- a predatory environment on their own. Mm-hmm. And that is so real. parents signed them <laughs> off. At, like the R. Kelly situation, like yeah. R. Kelly being another one, just like Russell Simmons. We see these successful people. And I know I don't want to just put it on men because I think there are a couple women who also have done some stupid ass shit. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's some black women who have done some fucked up shit, but because they're famous, we let it slide. So I want black people to hold black people accountable, despite the fact that they're successful. We have to, we have to start at home. Like, you know, you got the creepy uncle. Stop letting that nigga come over. We have to just start holding each other accountable. You know, your mama is a narcissist, an emotional narcissist. Cut that bitch off. We just have to start holding ourselves accountable and cutting these motherfuckers off and being the ones to raise our hand and be like, yo, that's not right. Enough is enough. Shout out to Aoki and to Kamora and to the Simmons women for speaking up, for standing up for themselves. I'm wishing them the best as they navigate what is going to be very interesting territory with Russell. Um, now that, you know, everything has hit the fan. What you about to say? <laughs> speaking of which, and I'm going to leave the topic with this one. When that nigga posted that photo that said, instead of asking the fathers why they had to fight, you should ask the mothers why they had to fight at all. I die. Well, I die laughing. I was like, not on Father's Day are we getting the bitter baby daddy post. Because I just love how it's a rhetoric with it. It's bitter baby mamas. It's so many of these bitter baby daddies. It's not even funny. Speaking of the bitters, G Herbo. Um, I knew that was next. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you just slid into that one. Well, what's going on with G Herbo, Tiana, and Ari? What's going on? From Ari's perspective and what she said and had to say about the situation is that, um, her son, your son, her only son, was spending time with G Herbo and her girlfriend and his girlfriend. And 
she was trying to get in contact, not to talk to him, not talk to her, to talk to her son. And since they kind of been at odds for who knows how long now, she felt the need to block Ari. So instead of her just letting her speak to her son while she's with her, she posted Tiana's uh, phone number on social media. And you can only imagine how that went. They blew up her phone. It was a whole ordeal. And everybody felt the need to say that Ari was a bitter baby mama for doing that and that she's always mad at her. It's always like Ari's always the villain. But we don't know. Like, we could, we've been saying this the whole show. We don't know these rich-ass people. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But if somebody that I was dealing with cheating on me and now he got a whole family with them, and when my son spent the time with y'all other family, you can't pick up the phone. If I want to talk to him, like, her dad, his dad, and get to my son through the day, I would have did that. But I had to call you for a reason. So you want to sit up here and block me? Yeah, I'm going to post your fucking number too. Yes, I am. I am. Like, it, it shouldn't have to be like that. But at the end of the day, it's kids involved. And it's three in total. One with Ari, two with her. So if y'all going to be adults, be fucking adults. But what you're not going to do is play with me and my child. No. That is hilarious and i need somebody to write a sitcom with that storyline <laughs> yeah because i mean play with somebody else apparently because she ain't the one to be fucked with i don't know how many times she got to show this girl that i'm not going to be the one to tolerate the bullshit i will say this because i have been a woman who has dated men with children and the child's mother has had to get in contact with me we have each other's numbers for emergency purposes only. And I don't think that I would ever block her, even if we aren't seen eye to eye, because I only have this number for emergency purposes only. And I agree that the moment children are involved, anyone who is going to be in that child's proximity, we need to have each other's phone numbers. We need to be in constant communication. When I would have my ex's child and I was getting him ready to get, and I was getting him ready to go to camp in the morning because my ex had to be at work at a certain time and I was still at the house so I could take him to camp in the morning. I had the child text his mom off of my phone every morning telling her good morning so she knew that he was alive and that her baby wasn't dead. <laughs> So that's it. It's nothing. It would have been like a five minute conversation. Like that's all you had to do was pick up the phone. All you had to do was pick up the phone. Ain't nobody said you needed to do anything extra. Like you showed me with Lala. Yes, that was when perfect. She, when she held the phone up so that. Yes. Talk about here. Talk to your daddy. Huh? <laughs> she basically held the phone up so that Carmelo Anthony could see his son via FaceTime. Like, we don't need to see each other. We don't need to talk. Hey, you don't even need to walk over here. I'm going to see your daddy. That's all Tiana has That's to do. it. <laughs> Thank you. That's why I'm like, I mean, she could have put the girl in harm's way, posted her number, because with technology, they could have doxed her, found her. Who knows? But, I mean, that's all you have to do is just answer the damn phone. She don't have to be that petty. I will agree that putting her phone number out and I'm pretty sure that girl probably uses that phone number for business purposes is a bit much. I understand why Ari did it because when it comes to my child, I'm taking things 
to a level that is serious because I do not play about my child. Yes. I don't think Ari thought about the consequences that could come from doing that. I think she knew she didn't give a fuck. That is also probably My thing is that girl has two kids. What if she already did that to you? You would have made her the biggest villain. The biggest. And I also feel like Ari has said before that they have made her feel like she's the villain in certain situations because she's more of the turn up while it really doesn't say too much and she's quiet. But they do a lot because those type of girls will throw the rock and hide their hand. And those are the type of bitches that I absolutely the fuck hate. Show, <laughs> show up how you are. Don't be cute so that everybody's you know, on side. And right. coy. Fuck out of here. Don't be cute, quaint, and coy online so everybody take your side when you a raggedy ass bitch behind the scenes which is me and i think ari tends to get re-triggered i'm sure she's good where she had with money bag i'm sure and she's over what she had with g herbal but it's just like a smack in the face constantly because it's already the fact that you even got him is because me and well, her and g herbal situation didn't work so the fact that you're the reason that's why they broke up and now y'all got two kids and you don't want to pick up the phone, that's going to trigger anybody and just be like, this is why I don't like you even fucking more. Because at the end of the day, if somebody wants to talk to their kid, let them talk to their child. That's it. And personally for me, I have a child in a co-parenting situation. She talks to her dad, he'll call him so she can talk to me, vice versa. It's all about being adults. But, you know, that girl is younger and it shows. Yeah, yeah, how old is Tiana? And then how old is like Ari and Giorbo? Because I feel like Ari and Giorbo are like 28-ish. Right in their early, I mean, later 20s. So Giorbo is 27. Ari is, she's 25. Okay, so it's not too too bad of a difference. Oh, she's an Aries. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that Aries will definitely get your ass every time. So my last final thoughts is it on this matter is that grow the fuck up. <laughs> Just grow the fuck up and take accountability. There's always a reaction to an action. Agreed. Agreed. Since we are talking about actions and reactions, the reaction that my body went into when I saw Megan Good stroking Jonathan Major's head and arm as he walked into his DV court case, I was like, Ugh. oh, God. I had to look at the video three times. I'm like, Megan? Not Megan. Megan, you don't even do drama. It's just, so much coming to the surface and a lot of truths coming to the light about these men and people in general that you thought you knew. And it's just very interesting to see how that's going to play out because she looked very, very proud and stroking his head and arm and arm and hand in hand when he could probably possibly be convicted because he actually fucking did it. That's where I'm just kind of like, girl, uh, if that's your man, because everybody wanted him. At one point, I'm pretty sure there's still a lot of people who do want him still. Because in your mind, that show Manny was for him. Okay, girl, whatever. But like to show up proudly 
with him to a court case about him knocking some other bitch's head between a washer and dryer as his new girlfriend it looks real suspect i feel like she should have came out as his girlfriend not like that after the fact like it was kind of they kind of like said it in the news earlier this summer or earlier in the year oh, that this they is w- news to me that's why i'm like okay. what the fuck that's well, how i found out that's terrible this is ugh, a new low for you like dr that, Phil, this your man okay. i'm gonna stick beside him is that your man Mm-hmm. okay girl Right. Okay, if this is the first time that you are finding this out, this is a really weird, disgusting way to find out. But they kind of like yeah. made mention about it earlier in the year, and then for her to be so fucking proud, I think that's the I think that's the one thing. It's like whether I believe he, whether I believe he did or didn't do it as a working actress, like she is, I don't think I would be seen publicly with him until like the case ran its course. And we came to a conclusion. They found you not guilty. Then I can come back out with you. But to she like drop them off and pick them up, girl. <laughs> you had to lead a right. car. Be the Uber. Be the Uber, girl. You didn't have to go inside. Right. Like, and it's sick because you know we don't know if he did or not. But if he really did, he just walking in like, oh, I'm a big. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's so many narcissistic, gaslighting, egotistical, lying ass people out here. Makes my skin crawl, my ass itch. See, and she she went from being married to a pastor, divorcing him, over to this guy. It's a real interesting transition, Megan. That's all I'm saying. It's a real interesting transition. But what's also been communicated through think pieces and commentary around this is that Jonathan Majors has dated white women alongside like other women, but has dated white women and has specifically been dating white women as of recent. And it seems like once he got in trouble, he now ran back to black women. And it's not to say that that is what he intentionally did but that's but what I, it's giving but that's what it's giving because it's given this before when black men get in trouble after they have molded and morphed and basically became a contortionist to fit into white spaces once that shit doesn't work out for them they come running back to the black community that they themselves wanted to be exiled from <laughs> Kanye West so that's where I'm just kind of like, Ooh. it's giving something that it's given before. And baby, I don't want to buy it. As, and we shouldn't, we don't have to, because that that happens so many times. This is a crock of bullshit. We see what you're doing. You know, I can see you, right? <sighs> like it's, it's giving, I'm going to get me a black girl. Because I want black women on my side because I smacked the shit out of this white women. And now I'm losing my movie deals and my publicist dropped me and I'm losing out on jobs. And now I need the support of the black community again so that I don't lose my means of living. That's really what it's giving with him dating Megan Good out of the fucking blue and Megan, I'ma just need some explanations. Now, once again, like we've been saying, these are rich motherfuckers 
whose lives we have absolutely no idea about. We don't know what be going on behind the scenes. I'm just saying from in front of the scene, in front of the screen, from in front of the screen, as it's being presented, it's looking real weird. Hated it. Hated it. But um, with that, let's talk about something that I absolutely love. So Solange has a collaboration with Jason McDonald, who is a glass blower. And St. Haran is now doing a glassware line. And I'm going to read a little bit from the website about it. In a collaboration designed by multidisciplinary artist Solange Knowles and produced by glassblower Jason McDonald, St. Haran's small matter art objects, Glassware 001, materializes transformation of sand and fire into unique glass objects. The collection's intention is to inspire communal connection through gatherings while deepening artistic interest and the sprightly contributions of Blackness to design, objects, and architectural glassblowing. Some beautiful pieces. I was telling my mom this morning that once I get my money together, I definitely will be furnishing my home with Solange's pieces because they are gorgeous and they scream Black. <laughs> you guys check out her line. Those... You're not going to find that anywhere else. You're just not. You're not. And let me just take a little moment to just geek out. I went to see her in October because she composed the music for one of the choreographed pieces at the American Ballet Theater. And oh, yeah. it was so Black. The music was so good. It was like hip hop. It was like very earthy and just you could tell Solange wiped her pussy all over the music sheet because it was very much so her essence and I enjoyed myself thoroughly so I know when it comes to Solange's pieces in terms of her artistic eye maybe mm -hmm. I just need her to do my home I just need her to come and do yeah. my entire fucking house yeah, because come on, look at the way she put together her music videos. Girl, like the We should have known. The the way that she designs, the way that she's able to have such an artistic eye to curate minimalistic, beautiful spaces for black bodies is just like for instance, that performance where it was like her and two other girls dressed in black I think it was like the today show but she was doing a performance and it was that black thick ass girl and all with them, white and mm -hmm. all white twerking her ass off popping pussy doing splits with cowboy boots on but and there's such a beautiful song with her sweet voice that she just get it down back there like the juxtaposition between like between Spiritual her women. and the singers and the women and then this like strength and this body of this thick ass she definitely had the meganese yeah she definitely did. had the meganese i want to be like girl this one of your this had to be one of her houston cousins 
that had to I be love one the of- blend she had going on because I resonate with both. I could be classy and ratchet. I think that is literally the intersection of black women, classy and knowing how to get down in whatever context we want that to mean. We can do both because we can do it all. And we are the original. Marinate on that. We are mother. (laughs) Speaking of which. For everyone who's been following me for this long, you know that I like to end my episodes with a tactless take or tactless topic, something for you to really think about, something for you to mull over, for you to reflect on. And here, even though we've been talking about a whole bunch of shit, is no different. So our last topic is that I wanted to bring up that June is Men's Mental Health Month. As we celebrate Juneteenth, as we celebrate Father's Day, as we celebrate Pride, I also want to bring to the forefront the importance around men and their mental health. I think it's important that men understand that they don't have to do it alone. I want a lot of men to understand that getting help doesn't mean that you are weak. We, and when I say we, the community, people who love you, your family, your children, your partners, there are people who are around you that love you, that will support you in getting better. We just want you all to make the first step in getting better. So I am grabbing this from minorityhealth.hhs.gov where it states that in general, men in the United States are expected to live nearly six years less than women and non-Hispanic, Black, and American Indian, Alaskan Native men have a lower life expectancy than non-Hispanic white men. Many diseases that disproportionately impact men like heart disease and cancer are preventable through regular doctor visits and healthy lifestyle choices. However, one survey found that 63% of men of color report not getting regular health screenings. Men are also more likely to have lower health literacy levels than women, meaning they may struggle to find, understand, and use information and services required to make informed decisions about their health. And because of that, I wanted to just have a little moment during my podcast where I can give the mic to men, shine a light towards men in a positive manner to let them know that it's okay to get help, especially when understanding that so many men struggle with understanding what they need to do to even be healthy. I wanted to make sure that you all get a reminder that you all are loved that you all are important, that you all are needed. I wanted to give you all a reminder that we want you here for a very, very long time. So go see your doctor. Please get your health screenings. Make healthier lifestyle choices. Put the ribs and the steaks down. Put the henny bottle down. Put the vape pens down. Go outside. Go for a walk. Go for a swim. We want to be able to have these relationships with the men in our lives that we love for a very, very long time. Absolutely. I found an article on priorgroup.com and it states about 
white men don't talk about their mental health. They have 40% of men said, I learned to deal with it. 36% of men said, I don't wish to be a, per a burden to anyone. 29% of men said, I'm too embarrassed. 20% of men said, there's negative stigma around this type of thing. 17% of men said, I don't want to admit I need support. 16% of men said, I don't want to appear weak. And lastly, 14% of men said, I have no one to talk to. I just want you all to know that you always have somebody to talk to, even if they may be a stranger on your Twitter, your Instagram, your TikTok. If you feel alone, they have outreach groups that you could give a call that you could look up online. Because when it comes to men in general, 77% of all suicides are committed by men. So with it being Mental Health Month for men, as my sister said, please, health is well, not only with your health, your mental health as well. And at the end of the day, we care about you all. We want you all here because you all are raising up the next generation of men. And for anyone who's listening to this or for anyone who wants to extend help or assistance to someone you know, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration National Helpline is 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357-HELP. Even, just like my sister said, even if you feel like there's no one around that you can talk to, please talk to someone over there, someone who is trained, someone who understands what you're going through, who has the knowledge and the language and the verbiage to make you feel heard and appreciated. If you are not feeling appreciated and heard in the circle that you currently are in, move to different circles, call the National Helpline. Please find ways to better your mental health, to better your physical health, because we love you and we need you all here. Yes. And one last point I want to point out on this same website. This is finding the signs of mental health issues within men. Some signs that you could pick out because sometimes it might not be as noticeable, but it's little to little do you know, it might just be the uh, friends that you could consider strong. They might be having this going on. So some of the signs are persistent sense of worry, overwhelming feelings of sadness, withdrawal from friends and family. Difficulty concentrating, feeling tired or fatigued. Physical symptoms include shortness of breath or headaches. And some more examples are substance abuse, more anger, irritability, working obsessively. That's probably just so they can not worry about what's going on. So they stay yeah. being a workaholic. To numb Sleep themselves. Problems, right. Sleep problems, reckless behavior. Um, and the biggest top three related issues that kind of pretty much cause that in men. Number one, 32% said it's work-related. Number two, 31% said financial pressures. And lastly, coming in at 23%, it comes from health concerns. So please, please, please take care of yourself. If you see anybody showing or displaying said symptoms, pull them to the side, take them out, let them get some air, take them to the waters, nature, just have that talk with them because you just never know what somebody's going through. Those symptoms that you just shared about what men may exhibit that shows that they may be going through something, that's like all of them. Like, uh, as I was reading, I was like, hmm. Reckless behavior, workaholic, 
Yeah. Detached. Like Very much detached from family. I'm like, that is just about every man I know, which going to another statistic, because I have veterans in my family. I've dated a veteran. I've been very much so like veterans. You all deserve many, many things for putting your body on a line for this corporation that is America. 22 veterans die a day from suicide, from suicide that is linked to PTSD, that is linked to them feeling like their medical bills are are astronomical and they can't pay for them feeling discarded by the government 22 veterans a day commit suicide this is why this is a corporation and not a country because if anybody should get it for free is them exactly and i just wanted to also share that statistic on top of the facts that you just stated because i want to make it very real and very clear for a lot of men that you all pushing through and you all holding up these patriarchal ideals of what makes a man is actually hurting you. So the one point you made about like financial pressures, I'm not necessarily saying that like what Gabrielle Union and D Wade are doing are like going to really just help men reach the land of milk and honey because everything is 50-50. But I think if men start to remove the pressure around I'm less of a man because I am dating a woman who has money or I'm dating a woman who is successful or I am dating a woman who can contribute, I think if you all remove that pressure and remove that away from the definition of masculinity, if I think if you all just kind of remove women mm-hmm. out of out of the definition of what makes a man, you will find that a lot of those things, you put pressure on yourselves or the patriarchy puts, yeah. that, puts that pressure on you. To Trying be to keep the, up with the Joneses, literally, right. and you out here looking crazy. Trying to be the sole provider and your wife can contribute, but you would feel less of a person if she did. Or the fact that you feel like you have to pay for these things for someone's happiness and that's above your means and you feel belittled or you feel like you can't be honest and be like, hey, I don't got it right now. I want you all to understand that there are other things that we can do in our society around having these conversations that can remove some of those pressures that I know men feel. The fight, especially when it comes to being mm-hmm. the financial foundation for everything, that's got to be fucking stressful. I absolutely, em- I empathize with men that that is such a burden on your back to be the financial foundation for everyone and everything. But what I also want to say is that there's an opportunity to remove some of that pressure from yourself if you have a change in mindset around what support financially can look like for you. And since I'm being on solutions, Same. here are some coping strategies for people who are experiencing this. And it's not only for just men. If you're a woman and you resonate with this, this is for you too. Try some relaxation techniques, visualize breathing techniques, meditation are great ways to feel calmer. Great for you if you're struggling with high levels of anxiety. Number two, get out and be active. Exercise, that's a great way to boost your mood. As our brain releases positive endorphins when we move, something as simple as a brisk walk can be enough to get started. Cut down to alcohol. Drinking remains a temptation when you're feeling stressed or upset, but its depressive qualities can make you worse in the long run. If you do drink, try to cut down your intake. Lastly, stay social. Humans are social creatures. Stay social. Humans are social creatures. 
Interacting with our friends and family help relieve feelings of loneliness. Sometimes it seems hard, but try to remain socially engaged with those you're close to. So that's my last tidbit, guys. Try those coping mechanisms and pass on the word. Thank you so much, Sid. And thank you so much for being a guest on my Should I Saw episode as I slowly move back. I missed you all so, so much. I'm happy to be back. And I figured, you know, we have some fun. We talk about some serious stuff, some funny stuff. You Mm -hmm. all get to meet my fire sister as we all really enjoy our summer. So thank you so much, Sid, for jumping on with me today. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening to us. And um, it's the summertime. Be yes. safe. Stay dangerous. Yes. Let's go out and shake a little ass. Peace. <laughs>